0: Hi, and welcome to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I'm your host, Tori, and I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss the importance of strong community and how to establish and navigate it in our adult lives. We kick back, relax, and I pick their brains about their experiences with community in some pretty unique and interesting seasons of life. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Well, hello everyone today i have my friend jamie here with me you want to say hello
1: hey guys how are you doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> jamie and i kind of run around in similar circles um we know each other from church and jamie is a nurse so today we're going to be talking all about community and weird schedules so both of us have experience with this in the realm of nursing And I'm really excited to pick her brain, because Jamie's one of those people that is always doing something, (laughs) and she's very good at community. So, um, yeah, I like to start off with two fun facts. These facts have not been known to Jamie yet, so here I go. (laughs) So fun fact number one about Jamie is that I don't think I've ever run into Jamie and not seen her laughing very loudly, like in my history of knowing her. (laughs) pretty pretty accurate she, she is like truly one of the most joyful people who literally you're constantly laughing i feel oh, like i appreciate that you just light up the room it's very true oh
1: well thanks so, yeah sometimes it can be annoying i'm sure but you know
0: well if it's annoying to someone then they don't deserve to be your friend <laughs> um so that's fun fact number one and number two this is really annoying, but, like, Jamie's another in Texas Aggie. Oh, <laughs> hey, whoop! <laughs> <laughs> She's another Aggie running around Denver, and um, it's like a whole thing, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And I'll kind of leave it at that, because if you know, you know, <laughs> and if you don't, I don't want to force you to try to care about that. <laughs> but the A&M Network is a real thing. It's like a really big deal. Oh yeah, when we're kind of obsessed with each other, like Aggies to Aggies. Is it friends? Yeah, it's true. We're obsessed yeah. with each other, and we're obsessed with each other's class rings. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Aggies in Denver. We're just taking uh, it the over. best. Aggies nurses in Denver. It's a thing. It's a big deal. <laughs> but anyway, um. So that's a little bit about Jamie. She is probably.
1: One of the most extroverted people pretty extroverted, yeah. Um, just a lot of
0: energy and a lot of fun. I feel like you have lots of friends.
1: I like to have a good time, for sure. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, how long have you been living in Denver?
1: So, I came out to Denver about two and a half years ago. I was okay. uh, came as a travel nurse. Gotcha. Everyone always jokes like, oh, cool, where all did you go? Yeah. Uh, no, I just came to Denver.
0: <laughs> Never <laughs>
1: left. park parked here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it was kind of a way just to like test test the waters a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. do I want to fully jump in and be committed to a different city, a different place that I've never lived in before? Yeah. Um, which was really scary when I first came out here, and yeah. commu- and like the fear of finding community also was a big thing. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. So I have been here for about two and a half years, um, loving loving every minute of it. Awesome. Cool. <laughs>
0: Um, for those of you who don't know travel nursing, it usually assigns you 12 weeks to a unit, a specific unit at a specific hospital, and then sometimes they'll hire you on. Other times they'll just be like, why don't you go travel somewhere else? Why don't you keep moving? But you stayed at mm-hmm. that job.
1: I have moved jobs, but have stayed, yeah, in Denver. I've moved okay. to hospitals and all that. But okay, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: So you didn't stick with that initial assignment, but... Right. You stayed in Denver because you just fell in love with it. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Okay, cool. So tell me, so so right now, you don't necessarily have a job that has the super weird nursing schedule. This one is more like nine to five, or sorry, I should never say nine to five. In nursing, it's more like six to five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nurses wake up very early, um, get things going very early. Um, but... Both of us have had jobs in the nursing world that have had those really weird hours. So okay. I would love to hear about the job that you had or the jobs that you've had mm-hmm. that had that weird schedule and then kind of where you're at now as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have kind of, I guess you can say, dabbled in a little bit of it all, <laughs> but <laughs> I have worked the 12 hour shifts. So we work three 12 three hour shifts a week. Um, which actually turn into fourteen or fifteen hour shifts, so it's very long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very long days, um, but they have been, you know, they've been different hours. So they can be from seven a.m. to seven p.m. They can be from seven p.m. to seven a.m. So I've worked days. I've worked nights. I've even worked the rotating schedule where you're working both days and nights, sometimes in the same week. And brutal. Yeah, it was rough. But you know, you just like learn to adjust to it because that's your job. And that's what you're like, that's what you're supposed to be doing. But anyways, I have done that I've done weekends. So I've done, you know, every other weekend or every every Saturday, Sunday or Um, and then also holidays. So it's like, you know, the hospital never closes. So it's been a mix of it all. Um, so so I've done those with those hours. I'm currently more in the procedural side of things, which for all the healthcare, non-healthcare people, it is, uh... So, I work 10, 10 hour shifts. So, the time kind of varies, but most of the time I'm done by six when all the procedures are done. So, you said
0: 10 10 hour shifts. Did, Did you... I
1: say 10 to, Oh, edit, edit that out. <laughs> no, you know, I can
0: edit it out. I was actually just thinking that was hilarious. If you work 10 I work real hard. <laughs> no, four 10 hour shifts. I apologize. Do you want me to edit it out? Yeah. Like, you can do whatever. <laughs> Yeah. It's, maybe it's a good time. I think it's... that was hilarious. <laughs> okay. I've done it all. <laughs> okay. So, um, now that we've established that you don't work 10 10-hour shifts, <laughs> you work four 10-hour shifts. I do, yeah. I've worked that shift, too. Right. Exhausting. It is a lot. It's, you know, it sounds awesome because you have one day off a week, but mm-hmm. it's honestly more like 11
1: hours. Um... But, yeah, it's hard. It's it's not fun. Yeah, well, early mornings and like sometimes we have to be at the hospital at six o'clock, and I am a, not a morning person, um, so I'm struggling yeah. to get there. And yeah, it just varies, and it's it, they're long days for sure. Like you almost want the twelves, you know. It, it's all everyone's opinion, but sometimes you want the twelves so you have that extra day off during the week, and sometimes it's like so super nice to be home for dinner. So it's just it's just all different. So.
0: Right. I do think regardless of your schedule, you know, something that I think we will obviously end up talking about is learning to make the most of whatever circumstances that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it is funny to me as well, because I remember going from 312s to those 410s and being like, I can't wait for 410s. And then you get in the 410s and you're like, I wish I was in 312s again. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. and, And they really do each have their perks their pros their cons um but yeah the world of just not being on the same schedule as the rest of the world can be really hard for building community It can be hard physically and mentally and all that but in the realm of building community I found that it was just difficult it was like an added strain if you will um so what would you say is the most challenging about working a weird schedule for you
1: I think for me, I found that being consistent and committed to things was really difficult. Mm. Um, And I never want to be that person that's like inconsistent or not committed. And I like to stick to my word. And when I say I'm going to do something, I want to be able to be there. But a lot of times with weird schedules, like you get out late or you don't know what time you're leaving or, you know, there's so many different things. Or I, I have to go to work at 7 p.m. And so... I think that was my hardest thing is that I couldn't be committed to anything. I couldn't like stand by my word in a lot of things because like work seemed to control a lot of that, a lot of like the aspect of time in my life. And that was really hard for me.
0: Yeah, it is really true how I'm I'm the same way. I want to be committed to everything. Um, Being a person of my word is like a very high priority to me. Um, And there is nothing worse than feeling like because of your job you can't do what you said that you were going to do mm-hmm. um that is really hard and I do think like people really do value commitment when you're trying to form community they value that reliability so if you're not able to give that sometimes it can be really hard for you and then it can be hard on other people too so mm-hmm. it's definitely a part of it that is just not fun yeah. at all yeah Um, I know for me, I think the hardest thing when I was working a weird schedule was the FOMO. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) Uh, It is hard. Um, I just felt like I was constantly missing out and kind of like what we were saying, it's easy to, um, once you're in a a new type of shift, you know, the 410s to envy what you had and the 312s and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I found that like, regardless of the specific shift that I was working, I was missing out on things. So if it was day shift, the 12 hours, I was missing out on dinners or just weeknight things. Um, and if I was working nights, obviously sleeping during the middle of the day Yeah. and that was particularly hard for me because I felt like I was just on a completely opposite schedule from the rest of the entire world. It was like a very strangely isolating feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hated nights. Oh I think most people
1: do. They're awful. There are
0: people who love them Ugh. and I was not one of them. I, I don't know what it takes to be like that. But like, I'm glad that there are people who like them. <laughs> yeah. Please keep liking them. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, e- even the four tens, you know, um, like I said, they turn into elevens pretty easily or whatever. Um, you're so drained by your day off, yeah. Um, and and also, you know, it's it's not like you just come home and then they're just like I'm ready to make dinner and I'm ready to socialize. Oh, no. Um but yeah, I just I felt like the schedule particularly made me miss out on things and it was really hard cuz I knew that I needed to kind of get over that in my mind. Like I know that FOMO is not a super healthy place to live mentally, but like constantly fighting that over and over again was like it was exhausting, yeah. you know? Um so FOMO was definitely The hardest thing but yeah you had to or I had to kind of learn how to shift my focus from what am I missing out on to like what can I prioritize and how can I make sure I still get to be an active member of my community with this set of circumstances regardless of how much I like them or
1: dislike them right but that was exhausting time after time I think that was the hardest thing for me. Yeah, I felt like, uh, I I don't know if you felt this with nursing or not, but nursing is one of those things that's in my life that I feel like I am made to do. Like, I am made to be a nurse. I have, like, a lot of the, just a lot of the qualities and skills, like, I am good at naturally. And I don't say that to be bragging or anything. It's just something that I feel like, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm good at this. I know what I'm doing. So I just, like, struggled with, Why is this so hard? Like, if I'm supposed to do this, if this is what I, like, am skilled at and gifted at, why is it so challenging to, like, to fight the FOMO, to fight all these things outside of work? And so um, I I had a lot of challenges with that, too, of, like, well, am I actually supposed to do this? Because this is really hard. (laughs) This is, like, not easy and not... Uh, does it doesn't come naturally to, like, live your life outside of this, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first met you, we were watching an a <laughs> and Giggle. Football
1: game with
0: some friends. But I remember um, we were talking about our jobs, mm-hmm. and that was what came up. At that time, you were flipping from days to nights and stuff. Yeah. And you were just like, I'm over it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, it was funny. First time we're meeting each other, and we're both like, ugh. <laughs> Bonding. Bonding. (laughs) Commiserating. You have to do it every now and again. yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I remember like it wasn't a good time for you. Um, And now that you're in a schedule that I think works better for you, um, as we were chatting over Chipotle, (laughs) um, you were talking about how you do feel like you can kind of live into this calling that you feel like you have. Yeah. And that is a really like distracting feeling to have to deal with when you're like, this really does feel like something that I want to be doing, that I'm good at, mm-hmm. that it just feels like the right fit job wise. So why am I not content? Yeah. You know, yeah. why am I so exhausted? Why is this such a fight or a battle? Um, I think that's really hard. I think for me, I struggled because I didn't always feel like it was the right fit. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like a Double whammy, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But I worked with plenty of people who loved the profession, were pouring their hearts and souls into it. Right. But the schedule was hard. It
1: drains you. Yeah.
0: Takes a lot out of you. Yeah. So I think it's it's interesting that it can be a struggle, even if you love the job. Yeah. And it can obviously be a struggle if you hate the job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Double whammy. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think that's encouraging for anyone out there who is listening, who does love their job. Maybe they're like a CPA and are in tax yeah. season. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> or, so fun. <laughs> or they run their own business or yeah. you know something like that working weird hours. Um I think that's really affirming what you just yeah. said that it's okay to both enjoy your job and feel discontent with mm-hmm. kind of where it puts you at as far as being able to be a part of things around you or yeah. just whatever. Whatever the schedule gives you or takes away from you it's okay to kind of feel like the tension between those two things yeah yeah love that um so I mean you were saying that the biggest struggle for you was that you wanted to be committed to things but it was really hard to be Mm -hmm. your work would kind of keep you from doing that so how did you initially kind of cope with that when you like first started this world of
1: (laughs) nursing (laughs) Yeah, I fell uh, fell on both sides of the spectrum, so uh, probably not healthy in either way, but you know, we find our way eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think probably in the beginning, I just thought I was invincible and could do all the things and I would commit and say yes to everything and because uh, I love to be around people you said it earlier like I'm definitely an extrovert uh, <laughs> but I also like you need sleep and you need to be by yourself and you need to do all these things like you need to be like you need to exercise you need to do things that are healthy for you mm-hmm. um but I just over committed and did all the things to the point where I hated doing all the things um, I wouldn't like to hang out with friends anymore I wouldn't because it was just it was just so burnt out and so tired. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So I think I did that. And then there would be times where I would make commitments even after working a night shift. So I would, yeah, yeah, crazy. (laughs) You guys can't see the face that I just made,
0: but I am repulsed. (laughs) And if you know, you know, it's awful. I mean, after working 13 hours overnight. Yeah. You're like sick to your stomach. Oh, you do not feel good. No, you're like falling asleep at the wheel. My
1: husband would be like, Go to bed. Well, and probably because you're probably a brat at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> brat for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I would I would commit to things. Like I would go to you know, I'd like wanna hang out with go to brunch with my friends and or I'd like go to church right after or whatever it would be. I would go the morning after. And you talk about people that Like when you are in the same field as them and they can do that. Like they're like, yeah, this is how I do it. But you just have to realize like everyone is different and maybe them going and doing all these things afterwards is not necessarily equivalent to what you can do going after work or whatever the schedule may be. Very true. So, and I had to learn that and I learned it very quickly because I would find myself like, yeah, I'm committed to all these things and I'm doing all these things, but I am annoyed. (laughs) Like I am annoyed at church or I am like... Not wanting to talk to these friendships that I'm trying to build and be a good friend at, but I like so I struggled on that side of things,
0: yeah, so. absolutely. So you said both sides of the spectrum, so that's one, side. yeah, so the I other side, <laughs> there's another <Yeah>. side, <laughs>
1: absolutely. So I think the other side was then when you just completely withdraw yourself, so you know, you use that as an excuse of, okay, well, I can't hang out with this friend or I can't meet my next door neighbor or whatever because I have this work or I have work or I'm too tired or, you know, I feel like it can always be, it can be, an, it can always be an excuse. It can always be something that you just blame it on. Um, so there's a balance between using the excuse as an excuse or actually like needing the time, needing the space and huh. it takes time to figure, figure it out
0: yes and that is something that we're going to talk about in a few minutes i think finding how to strike that balance Mm -hmm. it takes time Mm -hmm. and it's also just very hard yeah but it takes a lot of experience Mm -hmm. i remember i definitely resonate with you saying that you were overextending yourself basically i felt in the beginning like i had this chip on my shoulder i was like no one else has to deal with this (laughs) All my friends get to sleep and they get to wake up at a reasonable hour, but I am the martyr. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yes. it was such this annoying, immature, um, you know, mentality to have. However, you know, you do get over it. You do adapt, mm-hmm. but it's not without work. Yeah, you know, it does, um, yeah. I definitely tended to overextend myself. Found myself being annoyed at people, um, just hating. <laughs> everything yeah. when I was overextending myself <laughs> yeah. not enjoying it all of the same things that you were saying um and it made me feel like kind of alienated from who I am and I'm sure you can understand this because you're an extrovert as well it's like what does it take for me to get to this point where I don't enjoy spending time with these people who mean the world to me mm. like normally fill my cup and that's obviously a sign of over-exhaustion, right. you know, you're just over-committed. Um, so I really had to learn how to find that balance as well. But I think the way that you initially cope with it, it's just not always pretty. <laughs> it's not healthy. like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I think I'm so glad that, you know, friends had grace yeah. and um, that they were just willing to let me come to things when I was totally overextended or, you know, let me have a weird bad attitude <laughs> or whatever. Cause I just, that's just what happens when you're overextended. Yeah. So that initial coping period can be ugly and not very fun at all. Um, so we talked about how you, you do adjust, you know, you do figure it out. How did you personally adjust to this new set of circumstances?
1: It just takes time. And I think Uh, how I like have done it and how I have kind of reached a point is, um, I uh, try to be committed even if I can't be committed, if that makes sense. Like I, for example, not that everything is related to church or anything, but small group every Thursday night, I was known as the girl that walked in an hour and a half late every single week and that was hard for me because I'm like what is the point I am literally walking in as they say amen I'm there to chat with people (laughs) that's what it felt like is that I have no purpose in being here for 30 minutes chat time um but if we're being 100% honest like even though I had no idea what the conversation was about. I have no idea what the discussion, what we're like, we, where we even were in the discussion. Um, but I was able to find people and people were able to see me and know me because of those 30 minute conversations that I had weekly. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't matter, like sometimes I would be exhausted and not want to show up, but I did show up. And I think we have to we have to show up to be seen. And I think that's hard to do, especially when you're over exhausted and tired. Um, so I think it's even in the little things is what I had to learn of like, okay, that like 30 minutes a week is fine. If I can't do it every week, that's fine too. But even this small amount of time over, over a long period of time allowed me to build community, allowed me to build friends, allowed me to see people and know people and know their stories Um, even though my excuse in the beginning might've been, it's literally the last 30 minutes useless. Yeah. Um, and actually most people would probably think that too. Like, why would I do that? That's a waste of everyone's time. Um, but it became this joke that I was like literally walking in when everyone was saying amen. And, but it became a sweet joke. I don't know. I like, not that I'm making fun of it, but I really do (laughs) think it, it just, it was like it bond in some way. And so I think there's that and. I think also, um, like, having grace with yourself and knowing the boundaries of, like, knowing, hey, maybe my friend Susie from work can go to brunch with all her friends after working a night shift. But, Jamie, you cannot. (laughs) (laughs) You need to go home. You need to sleep and rearrange your schedule. Yes. So not um, an option for children. yes exactly that is <laughs> none of your friends want that or you're not gonna make any friends with that so <laughs> um, and I think also another thing is I I know I've listed a lot of things but no keep going yeah I, I've like thought about these a lot because I've like realized like how have I done this and I think yeah. I have had to be creative with it. Um, Like, sometimes nurses. um, We have days off during the week, but we don't always have the weekends off. So you feel like you're missing, like, everyone's hanging out on Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Or everyone's, whatever, getting prepared for the week. My my week doesn't look like everyone else's week looks. Mm -hmm. And so I had to get creative of inviting the mom across the street. Like, hey, you want to go for a walk? Or, like, you know, the stay-at-home mom or just like having breakfast with people or I don't I don't I don't really have a lot of examples that can come to mind but I just think like being creative with how you meet people how you hang out with people and then being honest with hey I'm going to try my very best to be available to you but also this is my schedule and I think people are pretty gracious with that if you're always bailing then that's one thing and always like canceling but if you're like this is my life and this like You're either in or you're not. I think people are pretty open to accepting that and understanding where you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love all that you said, (laughs) but I especially love that you were the girl who walked in when everybody was saying amen. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I think, I mean, it really is inspiring, honestly, to hear something like that because it is super easy to be like, okay. I'm not going to go because what's the point? Yeah. Um, but you're making that decision, you know, for other people at that mm-hmm. point as well. You're choosing that it doesn't matter to you and then obviously it doesn't matter to anyone else mm-hmm. when to other people that shows something like that shows really committed qualities in you. That shows yeah. that if you're willing to come just to spend 30 minutes to spend time with people that there's probably a lot more that you're willing to do for them, too. Mm. And there's a lot that you probably want to give. So I think it's super important to just show up with what you can. Yeah. And obviously, within whatever parameters you have to set for yourself to not overdo it. And right. we are going to get into that in a minute. But um, I think that's super valuable. I love yeah. that. And everything else that you said, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, also love the idea of just, you know... Kind of this idea of making the most of what you've got and just learning to be creative, yeah. uh, rather than being like, "Well, I just don't have the same schedule, yeah. so I'm going to spend this Wednesday just, you know, going grocery shopping by myself yep. and working out by myself." And you know, da yeah. da da da. You can spend all of that time by yourself if that's what you need totally cool. Right. But if you're looking to build community, it's great to take those things as opportunities yeah. to spend some time with someone new or have your friend tag along for that grocery run or whatever. You do have to be creative. You just have to, yeah. you know, I think that's great. Um, and then, you know, as you were saying, like people are usually pretty gracious once you kind of communicate your needs in this area. Yeah. That's something that I learned too, was that I just, I learned how to communicate my schedule pretty far in advance. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was the one who was like, do you guys want to have a girls' night in, like, three weeks? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a feeling this is the only time we're going to actually all get to be together. Yeah. Um, I was always thinking so far ahead. You feel and... stupid, but you're like, we're doing it. I'm yeah. not
1: doing it any other time, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. And I'm still that person. Yeah. <laughs> who am I kidding? <laughs> But but it is true. I mean, you just you gotta work with what you've with what you've got. And um my friends just were really, you know, responsive to that. And they would also be super respectful of my schedule and you know, if I was doing something on nights, they understood that Tori should not hang out with us. <laughs> 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Tori be crabby at 9 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah. after. laughs>
1: Will not be enjoyable. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I always, like, felt really, really cared for by them yeah. when they would choose something maybe in the evening, um, you know, just out of respect for me. Because they want to spend time with you, too, and they want to mm-hmm. do it in a way that's going to be filling your cup as well so I think yeah communication is everything for sure um so we've kind of hinted at this idea of you know strike the balance you can't overdo it you can't isolate yourself so tell me like how did you prevent yourself from from being overexhausted all the time I think that's the way that you and I both kind of you know veer on right. the spectrum mm-hmm. how did you prevent yourself from being too overexhausted?
1: Um, I think it comes with and this probably is not a good answer I don't know but it comes with knowing yourself and like starting to grow into who you are and what are your kinks and what are the things that like kind of irk you and what do you need to push forward in what do you struggle in um I feel like that's kind of where I kind of had to learn and it takes
0: so much time to figure that out so yeah and
1: it's like not even just like are we learning this in like weird schedules or different jobs or like everyone's learning this right now through like who are we what what are the things that I can push forward and what are the things that like okay I need some time some space and so
0: true this can apply to anyone yeah Absolutely. yeah so
1: no matter what job you're in no matter what your schedule you're is like this isn't just a thing that just nurses have to figure out this is like we're all figuring out like who when when do I need to be filled when do I need to be around people when do I need community because we do it's so important of where we where a lot of our growth comes from is yeah. in other people, and but also knowing ourselves of like okay, because I totally understand that not everyone is an extrovert. I get that, and I love the introverts because they can't all be an extrovert like me, you know. <laughs> so. The world would be on fire, <laughs> literally <laughs> chaos. So, um, <laughs> but I just think that it takes time of like knowing yourself and growing into that, um, and there's not really like. I, like I said earlier, right? there's not really like a practical, like, do this X, Y, and Z, and you'll be successful. I think it's different for every person. And um, I think it comes with failures, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So true. You yeah. got to give yourself some grace. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of hate that saying because it's like yeah. used and abused. <laughs> I, you really do have to give yourself some grace for when you fail, you know, for yeah. when you do snap at that friend. Because you're going to. Yeah. I, I have a little story. Can I tell you? Yeah, it? absolutely. Um, I went to a Rockies game after a night shift. So, yeah. I mean, I no, did man. have like, <laughs> if you didn't hear that, she goes, no, man." I, um, I, I had slept, you know, my, my few hours. What you kind of do, you know, to those who aren't nurses, who are familiar, who are not familiar with night shift is um, when you're coming off a stretch of nights and you're trying to reorient yourself to like daylight and, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot. Um, you come off your shift and you let yourself sleep for like three, maybe four hours, wake up, you know, around one or so. And then force yourself to do things that night because if you don't, then you're just going to sleep and then you're probably going to wake up at 2 or 3 and be like, I hate my life. So, anyway, I had had my nap after my little stretch of night shifts. I was going to a Rockies game with my husband and another couple and I got in a fight with someone at the bar. Oh, no, you didn't! (laughs) I was the girl who got in a bar fight. It was... Which is hilarious. <laughs> it <really> is. Yeah. <laughs> if you know me. I mean, I'm not necessarily like the most passive person. I'm pretty feisty. <laughs> but like I'm not the type to get in a fight at a bar. A bar fight? No. <laughs> so I've been in a bar fight. I mean, I can explain what happened. Um, hopefully this doesn't turn into some stupid rambly rendition of what <laughs> happened. But, like, there was no line around the bar. And so everybody was just kind of, like, you know, pushing their way towards the bar. Not aggressively, but right. just kind of weaseling their way up to the bartender to get what they needed. <laughs> what they needed. I really sound... <laughs> okay. I don't sound like I was there for the right reasons. Um, anyway. So... We're all kind of just, you know, making our way to the bartender. And uh, these girls (laughs) got so mad at my husband for just like, you know, scooching his way. And they were like, okay, he just cut the line. And what I should have done, what any sane person would do is just ignore them. But I did not. (laughs) I was so offended in this moment because I was so tired that I was just like, you know what? Y'all can just go before us then. It's totally fine. We didn't mean to cut you because there's no line. And they were like, oh my gosh, we were just kidding. Like, it's just a joke. I was like, obviously it wasn't a joke because you guys are really angry that you got cut in this non-existent line. And I was like, so just go, just order your drinks. That was me. I did that. And I, I look back at that and I'm like, who was girl, that? Night shift does things to you. It so. does. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, you know, to an extent, like I said, it's normal after a stretch of night shifts to to force yourself to, to socialize a little mm-hmm. bit. You have to. You do have to, yeah. to an extent. But, like, don't be the girl <laughs> getting in a bar fight. <laughs> know your balance <laughs> that was my balance. that's when I was like Rocky's game mm yeah no is is that's now a no, but uh you know, movie night yeah much more doable. just yeah. can't put myself in a situation where there's a ton of people <laughs> who are all feisty about getting their gin and tonic or whatever those girls order. I hope if you're listening to this girls who I got in a fight with, know that like I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> I totally recognize Some of my best stories. <laughs> that was my crazy girl streak. So, or why did I say that? That's not true. That was just a really hard time in my life. It was. I was not myself. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I think that's great. I think so much of it, so much of finding that balance, really does come from just time, like yeah. from failures. Yeah, <laughs> like the bar fight. Yeah. Um It it just it comes from learning yourself and. Yeah figuring out what it is that makes you overexhausted mm-hmm. and what it is that does make you feel nice and filled up. Um, you know, I mentioned my FOMO multiple times. Like that was obviously my struggle. I just like wanted to make an appearance at everything. Um but I think the thing that ultimately prevented me from totally overexhausting myself was kind of prioritizing things like on the front end before yeah. I would begin a stretch of night shift or whatever. Um, I just had to like identify what are the things that fill my cup mm-hmm. and make sure that I get those things checked off for the week. Mm-hmm. And then if there are other relationships that I'm trying to like grow or meeting someone new for coffee... I I had to learn how to limit those things. I had to learn I couldn't be everything to everyone, and it was really just all about planning ahead and identifying what types of things I was, like, really capable of doing. Um, So that was kind of like a a practical way, I guess, that I approached that, and then learning from mistakes, like Mm -hmm. you were saying. Yeah. that's all you can really do. You know, you, you have to let yourself fail and it's totally okay. Well, you're going to. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) Very, very good. So why do you feel like community is, is worth all of this trial and error and failure and, you know, figuring out this balance? What has community meant to you and how has it helped and shaped you over these years?
1: Yeah, I can say that I have been, I've had seasons or parts of my life that I have been fully like running towards community, having these groups of friends, like been very involved. And then I've also had these seasons where I am very isolated and mm. I am removed from people, removed from from my people, from my friends, from all that. Um, and I can just say that you just see a difference in your soul, who you are as a person. And, um, I do like to like share a lot of joy and have a lot of joy, but like, I don't always find that just by like isolating myself and being by myself and being, it's obviously good to be in your emotions and in your thoughts and all of that. But also, I don't know if the people around us just bring so much wisdom and grace. And I have learned more about myself through being around other people than I've learned just by myself
0: yeah so true um, yeah I would definitely agree with all of that I think especially you know when you kind of feel like the the one person who has the weird schedule or whatever um just to know that that doesn't make you someone that's like not worth hanging out with mm -hmm. or not worth um making time for you know Mm -hmm. that there are people who love you and, and want to support you and you know if you're working weird hours you're probably also mm-hmm. exhausted yeah. um, when other people may not be and having people there to you know support you and, and provide that filled cup if you will is really really important to keep you going as an individual um, in these types of jobs too mm-hmm. and yeah I think they've made me a better coworker, you know, a yeah. better friend. Um, all of these things have been so worth, like, the struggle of figuring out what's worth your time and when you need to prioritize rest. Yeah. It's a hard balance, but it is totally worth it. Yeah. And I do think you're so right about just, like, people adding joy to your life mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. My life is just so much more fun. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I can't imagine... Coming home from those shifts, being oh, yeah. as exhausted as I was, and not having the occasional girls' night to totally unwind, yeah. that would be so sad to me. I think it's so important to find those people in your life that you can unwind with, that you can have your, you've got your scrubs on right now. <laughs> I literally gave in my scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a picture. Um, yeah, it, it's it's so important to have that, yeah. um, that level of comfort with people, and Um if yeah, like I said, I just I can't imagine not having it. Yeah. It would
1: be so it would be hard. I feel like we talk about community in the sense of it being this like it's so great, it's so easy, but you do have to kind of work for it or whatever. Like I've also been a part of community that was awkward. Like it was awkward, it was not comfortable, it took and I'm saying like sometimes like I've been a part of like friendships or groups that I'm like, we're probably not gonna be friends in a year or two. Um, So I guess I say that of like, it is worth it. And it is worth it to push through. It is awkward, it is uncomfy, uncomfortable. But like, I just feel like people are not going to know us or know you unless you dive into that uncomfortability. And, and sometimes it, it will, like, I mean, I think it will always be worth it eventually. But sometimes it's not going to be in the way that you think it will. So true. Yeah. I totally
0: agree with that. I've I've had the same experiences mm-hmm. and pushing through that discomfort of getting to know people mm-hmm. sometimes is the best thing you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, you showing up even though you only had 30 minutes left or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I'm sure not every single person in your small group was like the easiest to talk to right. or just the most natural relationship for you. But it's still so worth it to have those people in your life because mm-hmm. everyone brings something different. And I found that when you push through, you just get through the awkward. So many of those relationships end up being so important to me. Mm-hmm. I know I don't make the greatest first impression, <laughs> so I hope to God that people give me a second chance. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it takes a lot of time to establish good, mm-hmm. strong community. And regardless of your schedule, it just takes that consistency. Yeah. It takes putting yourself in the situations over and over and over again. And with time, you can totally trust that, like, if it's not a good fit. Right. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there are still people in, in my life that I just, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be super close friends right. with. But maybe they did serve a really strong purpose in my life for that season, like you right. were saying. Yeah. Um, Especially, you know, if you're a travel nurse or something mm. like that, you might just need to show up and establish some community that's going to be there to support you for those 12 weeks. Or... I don't know. I'm sure there are plenty of other jobs that that applies to as well where you just you need to find community where you're at. Yeah. Whether you think it's totally worth your time in the long run or not, it's worth your time now.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's really really important to just put effort into that and to prioritize that. Yeah. Cuz sure. it's going to get you
1: through. For sure. I feel like I've met there's been I've met so many people throughout my life and I feel like I've met people that I've heard their stories, or I've, like, they've said something to me, and I, they could not be in my life anymore, but they, their story, or whatever their wisdom, or whatever it was, it's still with me, so I don't know, I I just think, like, I just encourage, like, push past the awkward, because it's worth it.
0: It it really is, and there's nothing that'll get you past that awkward than, being stuck like in a med room with oh. someone and taking forever yeah. <laughs> a, a med room is where you just pull all of your yeah. meds yeah and you're just especially has like a new grad you're taking like 10 minutes
1: to just <laughs> everyone's annoyed at the end
0: <laughs> yeah you got a lot of people standing behind you waiting in line to pull the meds for their patients and you're just like i'm sorry <laughs> Great way to get to know people, that <laughs> It is.
1: <laughs> Best conversations there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a great... That, it really is a great point that you made. Um, that, yeah, it's worth it. You just mm. got to push through. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to always be easy. And not every relationship that's worth having is going to just be this natural, super easy click in the beginning. Right. In fact, I would say they probably rarely are. Yeah. It takes time to get to know someone and to establish comfort. So... Mm-hmm push through I love that yeah what other practical advice would you give
1: I think I would just say show up like uh, I mean kind of like I was saying like I showed up like you know every 30 minutes it felt stupid I honestly felt like people are probably maybe people think this is stupid or like what's this girl doing I don't know I just say like show up when you can obviously know your limits um but like we can't be known unless we show up and we can't be known and I know like everyone's like people don't care about that but I think that's our biggest desire is to be known by by people and just to be loved and so I think we can't truly feel that unless we do unless Mm -hmm. we show up unless we are there and so I guess that that would be my practical advice is like to show up to be there to push past the uncomfy or um yeah or not being easy or an easy click Um, Yeah, and I would just be creative with how you ask people to do things. I think so often, that was like the biggest thing I did coming here, like moving as a travel nurse. I didn't know anybody here. I didn't have a single person that I knew in Denver. And yes, I will say I am extroverted, so it probably comes a little bit more easy. But it's still awkward to like say, hey, you know, Judy from work, do you want to go? I don't know a Judy from work. I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) I just mean like I just felt like I had to jump in and like kind of like ask people hey do you want to go get brunch or hey we should get a group of girls from work to or whatever from down the street I just feel like there's just ways that you can like if you just ask people I think people want to be invited in and so again it could be totally awkward you ask you know the neighbor down the street like hey we should go for a walk or whatever it may be Yeah, it can be awkward and they could say no, but I don't know. There's the rare chance that they will say yes. And I just think the sweetest relationships come from the like the craziest things. So there's a, actually this is a side story real quick, but, um, (laughs) it's it's not really that great a story, but I, uh, there was this girl at church I had never seen her before. And for some reason I just felt like, you know, like I'm just going to go like, say hi. You know, maybe it's weird. I don't know. Maybe she thinks, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm a little awkward sometimes. Maybe I'm, I, whatever. Uh-huh. And I walked up and I was like, hey, I'm Jamie. <laughs> and she introduced herself and she told me later that I very much scared her. <laughs> oh, but, um But also, I just think it was just so sweet because she continued to come back, continued to um, be my friend. And I was actually her maid of honor in her wedding so no it was, way yeah so it was just like kind of a fun like because I felt like you know what I'm just gonna go say hi you know and so I just think that the sweetest relationships the sweetest community this the sweetest like um friendships can come from the uncomfy and doing things that are like okay someone's gonna maybe think this is weird and I don't know I think we just want to be invited in and I think everyone kind of does so Yeah, absolutely.
0: There's just something to be said about putting yourself out there. Yeah. I think um, it can be really hard, but it is super important just to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you feel drawn to like a specific person. I've kind of always found that that works out well. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's interesting, but I think we are kind of naturally drawn to people who are going to be, you know. A good fit for us. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, I definitely agree with, you know, being creative, like, with what you've got. Um, you know, asking that friend to tag along for the groceries. And you're so right. So many people are looking for the same thing, mm-hmm. just to belong somewhere, just to feel known, just to feel cared about. Mm-hmm. I, You just never know what it could mean to someone when you ask them, hey, do you want to go for a walk? that may be an answer to a prayer for them, you know, that may be something that they have just been longing for, for someone to initiate with them, they may be lonely too. So I think that's super, super important. And just learning to work with what you've got and learning from, you know, these little mistakes that you make, or I don't even want to say mistakes, but um, learning from Times where you feel overextended or times where you just feel super, super lonely because you're self-isolating, things like that. So important just to constantly be like evaluating and pivoting if you need to. And I would also say um, just in the realm of having a weird work schedule, it's so important to make friends with coworkers too, even if you don't feel like you have the same personality or interests or whatever um it is so important to be friends with someone who like gets it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and um I mean that has brought so much value to my life and I've even found myself picking those people's brains especially in the beginning of when I was a nurse um how do you make time for this? Like, what is your morning routine? Look yeah. Like yeah. you can learn so much from them. And then you can also just feel very understood and known by them. Um, yeah. And I would say, yeah, continue to try to find that balance of not over committing yourself, not over isolating. And I've kind of hit on this a couple of times, but planning ahead, super, super important um, mm-hmm. for me. And I am a natural planner. So mm-hmm you know, whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it really did help me. Yeah. So that is advice that I would give to anyone who has the weird schedule in their group of friends or just has a weird schedule and is trying to make friends. Yeah. Just start planning ahead and then stay committed to those things. Um, don't be the flaky friend. Mm-hmm. If, if you're the flaky friend, you're not going to get invited to stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's important to plan ahead And plan for the things that you know are realistic for you to do. That way you can be committed. And you can show up for whatever it is that you have within your individual capacity to make happen. So that's what I kind of feel like I think of the most when I think of this realm of community. um, Is learning about yourself. Mm -hmm. And making decisions based off of what you know you can give. And what you know you need as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my advice.
1: Yeah, it's great advice. Is there anything else that you would add? Um, I'm trying to think. I think, I mean, we've said it a million times, but it's so worth it. Just just jump in. Jump in and do it.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: absolutely. I couldn't agree more. No. That's why I have a whole podcast <laughs>
0: about community. Exactly. Because it really is worth it. It's brought so much joy to my life. Feeling known yeah. is a... Uh, the most valuable thing that I think you really can feel known, accepted, yeah. and loved for exactly who you are. The only way you're gonna find that is through putting in effort to be intentional relation yeah. with, uh, to be intentional in your relationships, committed in your relationships, and that comes with time and discipline. So random question for you. Okay. What was the grossest thing you saw today?
1: <laughs> today? Um, this week. I'll this give you week. some more, some <laughs> more sampling. Oh, grossest thing. I, I mean, I work in the GI lab, so I see a lot of poop. <laughs> so, uh, yes, there's that, but, uh, oh, today someone, I knew <laughs> this. <that. laughs> You know, you kind of forget about it. Uh, Today someone swallowed a pill and it went into their lungs. So they had to, like, go and get it removed. Oh, that's actually really sad. It is really sad, but it's kind (laughs) of gross, too. But they're fine. They made it, like, it was, like, a, a camera pill. So, like, a camera that, like, shows your, like, you swallow it and it, like, tracks your whole GI tract.
0: How convenient that yeah. the lost pill was a camera, a camera pill. I know. You know exactly
1: where it is. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: how they knew where it was. <laughs> that is fascinating. Yeah,
1: yeah, I imagine very gross though. Yes. Mucus and you get some things. And just getting it out. And yeah, they had, to, yeah, it was, it was not a good time for that person. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would not disappoint. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you so much for being here. Oh,
0: yeah. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I hope you loved the episode and that you feel encouraged about community. If you enjoyed listening, please rate the podcast and leave a review. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Tori.Let'sBeFriends for updates, behind the scenes content, and the community of its own. I hope you have the best week and I will see you next time.